are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to an amazing episode of Because You Asked. I'm Barry Newsbaum. We are in the bunker that sits below the central municipality building here in Eshkelon, Israel. It is the largest city close to Gaza. Sometimes it's said houses yep. that were hit. Yep. Uh, amazing numbers in Ashkelon are the numbers of rockets that were fired on the city. 2,200 rockets were fired targeting Ashkelon in the last operation. Iron Dome defense system managed to destroy about 2,000 of them and around 200 rockets hit the city, direct hits. And the number of uh, fatal casualties was zero because the people are so well educated to, to defend themselves, to find the safest place. Several people were injured, a few were even critically injured, but thanks God nobody was killed. And that's because of many years of preparing the people for such a thing. So 2,200 rockets were fired. The intention as they are fired out of Gaza is to target population centers Right. to cause the most terror amongst Israelis. Right. So there's no military base where we are. Mm-hmm. This, When we were walking around upstairs, it's like a beautiful beachside community. Uh, apartments, restaurants, um, a beautiful beach. And so the intention is to cause the Israelis to live in fear for their survival and to cause as much damage and terrorism as possible. Is that the best way to describe it? Yeah. You, you must explain to me that the personal feeling of defense and the ability of the people. People here, and that's the most important thing that my father and his team are trying to do, is to make the people feel that they are capable to survive such an event if necessary. And it proved itself, very few people left the city. It was not a ghost town. Um, After the rocket siren, 2,200 rockets means 2,200 times that the siren went on in this city 24-7 for 55 days of war, literally daily, several times a day. And people just ran into the safest area they could or hit the ground. And then a minute later or a few minutes later, stood off and went back to work. Now, you told us something interesting earlier, Amit, which is the rocket, for example, that destroyed your father's truck, thank God he wasn't in it, and hit the parking lot and made a big hole and sprayed shrapnel on the building, was probably of Iranian construction, smuggled in through the Sinai into Gaza. Right. So amongst Israeli intelligence and IDF, there's no doubt where these weapons are coming from. And when the United States transfers $100 billion to Iran, a sizable number of those dollars are being spent to create rockets to smuggle them into Gaza to prepare them to shoot at the Israelis who don't fire rockets into Gaza, but yet thousands of rockets are coming into Eshkola, correct? Right. So... One of the things that Amit and I discussed earlier is the 22 rockets that hit Eshkelon do not count the rockets that flew over Eshkelon and went farther north, right? Right. 
How many of those were though? How many of those were more fired? More than 10,000. 10,000 were more fired? More than 10,000 that we identified for sure, yes. That's, that's an unbelievable, almost impossible number to, to comprehend that each one, if it hit a building with a family inside, could kill 100 people times 10,000. The casualty rate was very low because of active defense, which is Iron Dome, and passive defense, which is what my father and his team, or me as a reserve uh, major, are doing. The people are educated to defend themselves, and they know what to do. Since the age of, well, let's think about my son, your grandson, at the age of yep. two years old, he knew exactly how to run to the bomb shelter. So that's how we start yeah. School year starts in a major drill. Yeah. Training, even the kid gardens, they know how to escape and get to the shelter. At the first week, they get to school or the, wherever they study. Incredible. Yeah. It's an amazing it, story. Everyone knows what he should do when he hears the sign. Or if he hears there is no siren, if something explodes uh, and a noise or something shooting around you, they know all to run and get to the shelter. So in terms of the quiet that's going on now, everybody in the city seems normal, like you would be in a beach city in the United States, yeah. right? And yet within, as you said, 30 seconds, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there could be a siren that picks up an incoming rocket and terror starts all over again with no warning. Right. And it will we, end three minutes later when they will go back to swim or to the cafe or to work. At this point, if you were to say, Yossi's solution is, not to the defense of Eshkelon, which is your job as the boss, but if you were the strategist for the IDF, what would be the solution to prevent any more rockets from coming? What would you do? It's a heavy question. What I think is the solution, the economic problem in Gaza. That's what brings peace to us. But like in everywhere, the leaders are not interested to get a real solution for the population. They need to keep their seats, and even the Hamas work in the same way that every leadership is working. Meaning they're taking the money from themselves, and the people are starving, and have very little jobs and tough to get food and water and electricity for survival. Yeah. Amit said something interesting that earlier that the power plant here that, that creates the power for this southern Israeli zone also sends power across the border into Correct. Gaza Correct. that is frequently not paid for. And then the Hamas in Gaza shoots rockets at the power station that sends the power to them, Correctly. that they don't pay for it. Correctly. Because we understand that people must to survive. And you know, we are Jews and we work not 
from our head, we work also from our heart. And we can't see what's going on there. And that's the way to, uh, for us to support some somehow the people there. So your solution, if you could snap your finger, would be create a survivable economic base so that the people would be less inclined to want to create destruction a few miles to the north and have a life. They could be their families, they can live, they can dream, they can survive, yeah. Yeah. instead of thinking about hate all the time. Yeah. How would you do that? It seems to be very simple, but it's not. But what I think will bring the solution is to open the borders, get the people work in Israel like they used to be. This city built by people from Gaza. And if they will come again, we can meet again, and we can build in this area something that will help for all of us to live in peace. Problem is that Hamas will have to give up its armed struggle against Israel. Because we cannot just open the borders between us and an enemy, let's call it a state, whatever Gaza is. And they will never give up their weapons. Well, they're... Philosophically, the charter of Hamas is the elimination of the Jewish state, the liberation of the territory for their caliphate. It is very difficult to pretend that that is not there hey, come on in and help me build this apartment building and then go back at night and shoot rockets at me. And you can blow up the building you just built. Yeah. It, that part is a little bit crazy. General, thank you for your time. Pleasure to have you here. Absolutely fascinating. An incredible tour with General Grinfeld and Major Grinfeld. We're very appreciative. I'm Barry Nussbaum. Thank you for joining us on Because You Asked. You can always visit our website at americantruthproject.org or on Facebook or on Twitter. And you can always write to me at Barry at americantruthproject.org. And I promise to get back to you. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.